Neighbor, what's the one thing we Barovians all share in common? I mean, besides a heart-stopping fear of the undead. That's right, a need for reliable transportation. Come on down to Framingham's used carts. Baron, farmer, necromancer, clerical transcriptionist. Everyone needs something to haul the crap around in. At Framingham's, we've got two-wheeled carts, four-wheeled carts, open-air convertible carts, and covered carts for those rainy days. We carry only the finest selection in pre-owned carts here at Framingham's. Why, just yesterday, I turned a major way who brought me a cart with the bottom rotted out. Get on your feet and down the street to Framingham's used carts. We're conveniently located on the main eastern road for Valakai as you leave Barovia Town. And remember, Papa says we have the best used carts in all Barovia. Now, you gonna argue with my granddaughter? Come on down to Framingham's today. Welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. It's episode three, and the mists are starting to gather. And if you know anything about Ravenloft, you know that the mists are not good. But uh, if the mists allow, we're going to have a nice adventure. And maybe you've been wondering, hey, where's that Nick Cole guy? Well, Nick had to write a nice backstory for his character, so he didn't get to show up until we actually reached Ravenloft. But we're getting there today. But first... Old school credentials. John Frader, someone says, I want to play some old school D&D. What module are you leading them through? Tomb of Horrors. You are a cruel man, John Frader. <laughs> it's the spear of, an, of annihilation in the um, statue's mouth. That never gets old. There is an updated version starring the Kardashians. Okay. <laughs> That's even worse. That's a reality. Tomb of The ones from Deep Space Nine. Oh. All right. Well, everybody, last week we uh, it was we killed innocents. I, I don't know if there's another way to put it. I mean, they were belligerent innocents, but they were just you know working class heroes. You know, they liked a little Bruce Springsteen, liked to work out on the quarry. You know, just swinging a hammer, trying to make a living. Devo. And uh, then a party of exotic adventurers, an Amazon woman comes, and the next thing they know, they're being rendered asunder by mountain lions disemboweled by heroes, immolated by wizards. Um, it was not how they expected their day to go, was it? <laughs> but I was born to run! <laughs> but, Red, and run they did, yeah. finally. <laughs> so, uh, Christopher Bohr, maybe you can fill us in on, on what happened after everyone was buried. So we... Uh... Basically went on our merry way. Now, we don't just, sound too excited, Chris. We <laughs> we um, decided to stick together, and uh, I'm not even sure where we were headed, but we were heading off into the forest, and uh, a mist and a, a gloomy uh, sensation and uh, a mist started to gather. Right. And as you gather together and you continue walking, uh, the mist seems to be growing a little bit larger, a little bit larger, and coming in the opposite direction is a man, and that man is Nick Cole's character. So you see this uh, this man sort of swaggering off in the distance toward you, and 
tell me what you'd like to do, everybody. Hmm. I'll knock an arrow, because that's never out of place. I'm going to pull out my spear and put my shield on my arm and take a defensive stance. And the priest says, "Uh, What is your first instinct always to kill anyone you come across? Do you not understand defensive stance? (laughs) No, I'm going to whistle with my hands in my pockets. A a gentle word turns away wrath. I don't understand any of this. So he's whistling with hands in his pockets toward you. Uh, Arrows are knocked. Defensive stances are made. Uh, Sander Vance is probably figuring out a way to uh, disintegrate the man. (laughs) Well, he's good at a lot of readings. You're closing. You're within hailing distance. I'm just steadily whistling with my head down, enjoying life. What what are we doing? Are we going to say hello? Are you setting a trap? Are you going to murder this man? Not yet. I I was actually going to wait for him to pass us. (laughs) Uh, Hello? I'll What's look up business? In, in I'll look up in shocked surprise. Um Hello! Friends! How are you? Out here in the gloomy wilderness all by yourself? You aren't brigands or thieves, are you? Because that would be nice. What is your business here? Business? Well I used to be a sea captain, and I would sail my ship the Cyclops whore, and we would do all kinds of fun things like you know, piracy. <laughs> You're a terrible person. No, not mostly. Just sometimes. I'm misunderstood. My mother never loved me. <laughs> well, we are also terrible people from the uh, events of this uh, past few hours, so we are in well, good company. C- you're certainly ugly enough, and that's the kind of people I like. People uglier than me. Why are you here? Well... I was in a fog in my ship, and my entire crew got murdered to death, and I survived. And here I am. It's a pretty horrible place, and I love it. Where's your ship? It's right at the bottom of the seas, in the rocks, with evil mermaids, I think. I I have to confess, um, you know, I am from this part of Acadius, and I, I, I don't recognize any of this forest. I don't think this is Acadios. In fact, it's not merry old England where I'm from. It's quite a different place altogether. No, that's silly. We were just we were just in Acadios, unfortunately. I was just in England. Now I'm here. In the distance, from the forest, you hear a howl of wolves. See, it's that kind of place. Creepy. I find it delightful. Um, uh, what do we do? What, I don't know what to do. Well, are you guys looking to have a little fun, make a little money, cause a little mayhem, do a little murder, make a little love, do a little dance? You, you, you've been here for a little while, I'm, uh, I'm guessing. Yes, you look like a guy who knows his way around a good dead corpse. Is <laughs> Is there a town? Or... You wouldn't know what to do with Toots here. She is quite strapping. Do you have oh. a cousin or a sister or maybe twins? <laughs> you are asking for an early death. If that's what it costs, extra <laughs> sure! 
Well, I can tell you right now this forest feels more foul than fair, and those wolves are getting closer. We need to find somewhere and get inside. Sure, I'd love a good place to drink and merry-make and, you know, steal your stuff. I mean, steal other people's stuff. <laughs> I don't I don't feel comfortable traveling with this man. I Why? And at that point, with my fast lightning dexterity, I will pull out my hammer. A hammer. I've only got a little hammer. It's a mallet, really. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm a tradesman. Mm-hmm. Hmm, and we have a quarry with no workers. Um, but we also have a road to nowhere that we uh, are supposed to be walking down, apparently. Well, you see, that's your problem, my friend. You're clearly not very smart, because no road goes nowhere. Every road goes somewhere. All you have to do is walk along and follow it, and occasionally maybe leave a corpse or two. And how long have you been walking down this road, and how many corpses have you left behind you, sir? I don't have a watch. <laughs> well, then let's let's just let's just walk on the road until we find uh, some place safer. My name is Jack. What's your name, priest? Uh, uh, Thomas. Let's shake and be friends. And I'll stick out my oversized fist. Oh. And extend it into a nice, friendly handshake with a big grin. Oh. And he reaches out his hand and does one of those limp. Really bad handshakes where he just kind of grabs a few fingers. I'll shake it. I'll pump it dexterously and then look at him and make a frown and wipe my hand on my dark velvet vest. Ooh. A bit limp. <laughs> I see. But nonetheless, let's sally forth and forth sally and whatever says Sally likes to do. <laughs> so you're walking? Yeah, we're yes. walking. In yes. fact, I'll lead. I'll turn my back to these craven killers. Come, fellows. All right. So why is he, in, I, uh, why is if, he in front? <laughs> if I were less honorable, I would slay him now. All right, DM, I'm trying to hide in shadows, but not very successfully. But now that I read, oh, you're such a tease. Now that now that I read the description, uh, you're supposed to be rolling that. So, kind of what I'd like to do, looking at the picture, there's a road going through these misty, you know, apple throwing trees in front of us here. Right. Uh, what I would like to do is sort of hide in shadows and move from tree to tree along the flank of the party. Okay. Uh, how deep into the forest would you like to go? Um, let's say 30 feet to the side of the road, so a couple of tree rows in. Okay, so you're a couple of tree rows in. All right. Yeah. Um, Be careful. I think there's werewolves. Okay. Werewolves. You are hiding in the shadows, and uh, the party's moving. Uh, any direction you want to move, party? The the road runs runs in two directions. So let's say north or south. Which uh, way are we coming from? Yeah. Um, you've lost all sense of direction since this mist has swirled in. Uh, can we tell where the uh, wolves are howling, or is it just sort of a general? Uh, the wolves are howling. Um, they're howling from the side of the forest that you're in, but they do sound deeper into the forest. But are they... I have a surefire them? way to know which way to go if you trust me. We don't. Ah! On the other hand, we don't have any other way of figuring out yeah, where to go. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to follow Okay. Him. You, you look like a trusting fellow. Do you have a gold coin? <laughs> what do you need a gold coin for? To do my magic... All right, I'll I, gu I guarantee he's going to make it disappear. Oh, yeah. 
I'll reach think. for my pouch, grab out a coin, and flick it to him. Excellent. I'll slap. Can I catch it? Do I have to roll the catch? You can catch it. You can catch it. <laughs> I catch it and slap it on my palm. Heads we go south, tails we go north. Do you agree? No. Why not? All right. What is it? Would you not to trust him? Uh, I'm going to roll the 1d4. Odds are heads, evens are tails. It is tails. Excellent. That was south, right? Okay, we're going to... Hey, what's that sound over there? I think I saw a wolf. And then I'll slip the coin into my pocket. <laughs> of course. I'm going to... Uh, LG, make I'm it disappear. Gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware that he slipped it in his pocket. and uh, I'm going to beam smilingly at him. As we start to walk in the direction we're walking, I am going to uh, subtly cast armor on myself. I am going to walk where I can see this new person at all times. All right, and I'm oh. flanking the party. Uh, a couple of couple of tree links are into the forest, moving in shadows with, uh, you know, all of my natural, uh, you know, my ears are perked up. I'm doing the ranger thing. Rangering. So as you move... I'm going to whistle. As you move... I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I'll whistle quietly. <laughs> I'm just breaking up the rear here. <laughs> As you move through... You're not gay, the... are you? <laughs> <laughs> what I do with my own time, my friend, is my own business. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think bugger was the term back then. Buggery, yes! In, in England. So as you move... Not a big fan! The, the howling continues, and it sounds as if uh, those howls are following you. You feel like everywhere you go, it's it's equal with you, and you can sort of hear them behind you, on either side of the road, but but never within sight. The ranger sometimes gets the sense that just on the other th- side of a thicket or, or a thick uh, patch of undergrowth, uh, he can hear a rustle or hear something moving, but you don't see anything. And the howls always sound like they're just just a little too far off, not not close, but haunting you and following you. Well, that's okay. I kind of like them far off. <laughs> The priest is starting to get agitated at this. I'm going to light one of my torches and hold it up. Is the is the fog thickening, or is it just it's, sort of consistent? It's thickening, and it's limiting your visibility to about 50 feet in any area. So it feels just like a dense a dense fog that's that's all around you. So you can clearly see each other, but it it's tough to see too far down the road. It's as thick as pea soup, one might say. And we just, we're pea just, soup. We're marching along the road. I'm off to the side. But essentially, you know, we, we move from one open area to the next open area, and the fog closes in behind us, and it just seems like one long road lined with trees. It's just one long road lined with trees. Okay. That's right. Okay. So you're traveling, and uh, it's starting to get dark. Do you want to keep on the road? Do you want to uh, set up off the road? What would you like to do? And the, the the terrain hasn't changed at all? It just feels like it's just this big forest that you're walking through. Now, it wasn't long before it got dark. You've probably only walked about two hours. But it's it's just a path. Arrogant one, has there been an inn or some other place that you've come across? 
Um, DM, have I have I just appeared in this area? Have I had sort of adventures? Do I kind of know what lies ahead? You've been in here for about as long as they have. Ah. So, so what you say is up to you. Well, Toots, I don't know. Honestly, but I think if we continue on, as I said earlier to our big stupid friend, roads always lead somewhere, and I'm a night person. How about you? I am actually your small stupid friend, my, my friend. <laughs> he has an issue with size. <laughs> well, I vote, I vote we I me- I merely rec- I merely acknowledge that the entire world is taller than I am. That's all. Yeah, so I right vote- now the only light you're getting is from Nick's torch. Uh, the moonlight is not really shining down too brightly. So if anyone else has torches, you might want to light them. I will light or we can light the whole forest on fire. I'll light a torch. We haven't I say we continue on. It might be better, what with all these dogs out tonight, yeah. to maybe find some place to hunker down. That, right here bad. on the path while we're prey to any craven lunatic walking along, whistling with his hands in his pockets. With a gold piece. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with. I'm along with that. Let's let's keep walking. Um, if you want me to use my magic powers, I can do another. If you have a coin. <laughs> Uh, Any idiot who will give him a coin, feel free. DM, no, uh, nice. I'm going to ask a ranger question. Where are all the animals and birds and things? It's quiet. I mean, we haven't, seen, see, we haven't seen a rabbit run across the road. You haven't seen any any wildlife whatsoever or heard any. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I am placed as we walk in kind of the middle of everywhere. everybody. Yeah. The priest is there. Uh, he's starting to flag behind a little bit. He's getting a little tired. Uh, as you continue to walk south, the road starts to curve uh, westward. Amazon, pick him up. She could, by the way. Oh, that's that's nice, actually. Would you like to be carried? I um, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> You're a priest. I, Start from there. I, I think I'll be all right still. Let me give you a good once-over to make sure you're okay. Hmm. I would no. You, yeah, keep, you? keep your hands in your pockets. Why? I'm a doctor. That's nice of you. <laughs> you look a little peaked. You look like you could be dying of something horrible. So the road curves westward, and as you continue to walk now, you're seeing a fork in the road. Um, Bend over, pick up the fork. Yeah, going, <laughs> going further west, and then one splitting off and going northeast. Time for some magic. Who's got a coin? <laughs> As I recall, you have a coin. Why don't you pull it out and flip it? Oh, that. <laughs> it's a one-shot thing. <laughs> the night's wearing on, and uh, the priest is starting to... Uh, it's a little whiny. Uh, I, I I need to rest. I. This has been a long day. How are you not tired? I'm a night person. That's how I put myself through school. Are we going to camp or are we going to go on? Because I can throw the priest over my shoulder. I say we go on. What are, go. Our, what are our two options? The west and west the east? West and northeast, I think. I west go, and northeast? I said we go west. Well, generally all bad things come from the east. Everybody knows that, so right. let's go that way. Okay. Before he can decide, I'm just going to pick up the priest and throw him over my shoulder. All right. So you continue to walk. Uh, it's probably about yeah, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. You're starting to feel the effects of just general tiredness. You're not fatigued, no 
impact against your rolls or anything like that, but you're getting a little tired. Maybe if we found some drugs or mushrooms, we could keep marching. Maybe some snuff, as we say back in merry old England. As you go... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so we're marching along the road still. Still marching. Eyes are getting a little droopy. Mm -hmm. Eyes are getting droopy. Um, The forest starts to part, and uh, you're in uh, just some generally rocky, plain-like terrain, sort of feel like you can maybe get the sense ranger of water in the distance, Mm. but it's still a walk. You can see to your east the forest that you're walking through. You can see that you've come out of that, and now you're in a different geographical region, but you're still on a road. It might be good, since we're all getting tired, to maybe go out into this sort of plain area and find some rocks to camp around and build a fire and sing some songs. Well, there's water nearby. I suggest we find the water and camp there. As much as I would love to do that at night, that's when most animals go to feed down by the water. I'm not a ranger or anything, but we might not want to be bothered by lions. Ripped to pieces, as it were. Where the hell are we, Africa? All right, so you're going to continue on? Yes. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's camp 100 yards in the water. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to camp next to it, but we should camp inside of it at a defensible position, preferably in high ground with trees. Okay. If there are any, I mean. So you're going to wait until you get to the water. Well, near the water. I want to see. I want to be able to see the water, which was my question. Or is it still foggy and all that? It's foggy, but the the moonlight's giving you some vision. Um, as you continue to walk down the path, um, you can definitely hear the water, um, and you can see several round guard towers now in front of you from your location. Uh, two of them are set up on uh, rugged cliffs, and you're entering down into a canyon. And these uh, these towers and the cliff, the, there's a river running through it. Of course. Um, so the only way is by a, a narrow path. There's a third tower on the bank that you can see. They're all of similar design. They're about 35 feet tall, have a single large wooden door set into their base. The base of each slopes upwardly for about 20 feet with no openings at all, save for the door. The upper tor- portion of the tower is vertical and dotted with arrow slits and peepholes along its length. Parapets ring the top of the tower, making it impossible to tell what manner of deadly weapon is hidden atop them. Do we see so, any? Uh, do we see any activity? Is there any guard? From time to time, you can see a face lit by a torch, uh, briefly in the peephole or an arrow slit. Um, that ambient light from the torch catches a gleam of metal or the glint of an eye, but it's impossible to tell if those inside the fearsome tower are human or something else. Given our past experience with guards. I don't particularly want to pass those at night in a narrow corridor. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I think we need to back up, go out, go out of sight, out of range, and particularly, and get off the road because if there are any uh, um, patrols out from the towers, they'll find us. So I want to get off the road and spend the night, recover strength and all that, and pass the night. And in the morning, we'll approach the towers again. That's my suggestion. Okay. That, that's, uh, uh, the priest is sleeping soundly. I second that suggestion. I'm beat. 
Okay, so we get we get off the road, we get out of view of the towers, so they can't see us. We get off the road in case of any passing patrols. We'll mm-hmm. uh, go back into the forest or behind some rocks or whatever the terrain is now, and uh, pass the night in a cold camp, no fire. Cold camp, no fire. I go straight to sleep. I will and, take first watch. And the priest oh. is snoozing happily. I'll, th- I'll take the second watch. I'll take the watch right before dawn. I am going to... <clears throat> the pirate person gets no watch. <laughs> Although right. while, he, while he's asleep, someone should probably get their coin back. <laughs> so, I'm no thief. Every 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 watchman roll a d20. <laughs> Low numbers are good in this game, right? It depends on what we're trying Kill to do. Steal their stuff. Okay, so she was on first watch. She rolled a two. I rolled a seventeen, and uh, John rolled a sixteen. And Sander Vance. Were Did you he take a watch? watch? He didn't take a watch. No, they, uh, are all watches covered? Well, we have three. We'll just do three watches. I mean, if we split, oh, yeah, if we split it up by three good. hours apiece, we should be fine. Watch you guys got. All right. So, first watch. Uh, you don't hear anything, but you ha- you do uh, you do realize that you dozed off, Allison. Um, you don't know how long. You don't. Think it was too long. Maybe fifteen minutes, thirty minutes. But you're awake now. What do you want to do? I'm going to look around and make sure that nothing... Nobody saw her fall asleep. <laughs> that nothing you can hear, you can hear the soft... happened while I was asleep. And so you can hear the soft breathing of the party, and you're just going to kind of stand up and inspect? Yes. Kind of walk around the camp, look into the around surroundings, make sure I don't see any movement. You don't, you don't see any movement. Listen for any noises. You don't hear... Anything beyond sleeping? You want to do like head count? Yeah, I mean, I obviously want to make sure everybody. And there's not that many in the party. They want to make sure they're. Yeah, you don't see the priest. There. By the, the way, priest the, isn't where he was sleeping. Have the wolves stopped howling? Um, it's very distant. Did we and it's we left them in the forest, essentially. Okay. Yeah, it's very distant and sporadic. You haven't heard it since you're on since the watch started. The priest is gone. You don't see the priest sleeping where he was when uh, when you first started your watch. I'm going to look around for him. Okay. And so Call Alice, for him softly. Softly calling for him. Okay. We're going to end it right there, folks. What happened to that priest in his lovely BBC accent? Will we ever hear it again? We won't know until next week. So join us then for another episode of Sci-Fi Writers playing Old School D&D. Huzzah! <laughs> and cut. And scene. This episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by Framingham's Used Carts. Shop at Framingham's because Papa says we have the best used carts in all Barovia. I'm Chris Porto, author of The Serenity Strain, Ironheart, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the Loot Shop, our bios and more, at oldschoolDnd.com.
That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.